0: Hello and welcome to the final episode of the Movie Podcast in 2019, don't worry, just just this year. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Daniel. Alongside me I have Shay and I have Anthony. How are you guys doing? Good, how are you?
1: Good, man. I'm doing all right. Oh, this is, sick, this is the sultry Velvet Hour with bad. This is my, uh, yeah, my, uh, my Sith Sid voice. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, if you want... <laughs>
0: I don't even know how to respond after that. It's good. Uh, this is the Movie Podcast. You can catch a brand new episode every single Monday or Sunday night, depending on if you're paying attention, of course. If you want to write in and be part of the show, you can by writing in at this thistimewith.com slash talk, and you can send us your comments, suggestions, uh, corrections, and your reviews of whatever you've been watching. Uh, our topic of the show this week is our Rise of Skywalker review and spoiler discussion, so don't worry. We will have a proper um i guess warning. warning before we get into the spoilers of it so we'll go just review and reactions first and then we'll give you a proper warning before we dive into the spoiler discussion uh we also have some write-in reviews from you the listeners, so we'll also be reading those then how's the week been for you guys it's
1: been good it's been good it's, yeah. been, a, it's been a busy week but a good week it's been busy a week, been good week
0: yeah Last show for a few weeks. We will we will be returning in January. We don't have a set date yet, but we will be returning. Hell yeah! Um, with another year of the movie podcast ahead, so without further ado, let's get into the news. Do 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 do. We nailed final one of the year. We nailed it. I told you guys. First up on the news, not a lot of news this week because we are Christ- Christmas is approaching, so we do not have a lot of movie news happening, but. Universal and Lego are in talks for a film partnership. This is coming from our boy, of course, Boris Kitt of The Hollywood Reporter. The Lego movie business is being rebuilt. The popular toy brand has been exploring its options since early fall when its pact with Warner Brothers expired. That partnership initially shot out out of the gate with much success. The Lego movie released in 2014 and gathered much acclaim as well as Box Office Gold overcoming naysayers who believed such a nakedly corporate branded movie would fail. Lego and Universal seemed to be a good fit on paper. Uh the studio is light on name brand franchises, unlike Rivals Paramount, who has all the Hasbro toys, Sony has Spider Man, and of course Disney is Disney. Uh what do you guys think about this? This is surprising. This is unexpected.
2: Yeah. Super surprising.
0: Uh, especially considering, you know, like Lego has such ties to Warner Brothers with, like, all like the Lego Batman movie, Ninjago, even on the video game side. Warner Brothers is one who publishes the Lego game, so it's it's interesting this is happening. What do you what do you think, Shay?
1: Yeah, it's surprising after just two films that didn't go the way that they wanted. They're already looking to move on. Right. I guess it makes sense. Um, Universal does need a brand; it needs something that you know they can make a franchise out of. So this. I'm I'm here for it. I mean, I wonder if it's going to be a complete overhaul of how the animation goes right. and all that stuff as well. But uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I love the Lego Movie with you know by Chris Miller and uh, the Lord. Phil Lord, the Lord. But um, yeah, let's see what happens.
0: Uh, it's interesting uh, that like when we were at Universal Studios just a few weeks ago, we we're like, man, there's not a lot of properties here that Universally actually owns. Because mm. there's a lot of Harry Potter presence, there's a lot of Transformers presence, there's a lot of Marvel presence, but those are all things that Universal isn't an owner of. So I'm wondering, now is this going to be something where it's just a contract for films, or is Universal actually going to go forward and be like, "This is our IP forever now"? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What does,
2: do you guys? Does Universal have like ownership of Nintendo characters? No. For film?
0: They have the they have right. the film rights that they they're partnering with Nintendo to make. Um uh, a Mario movie, Super Mario movie coming out I think in 2023. Right, right, right. Um and they're opening a new park. Uh I think it's called Action Super Nintendo World. Yeah, but it's going to be part of their Action Island or whatever they call Island's it. Islands Adventure? Yeah, Islands Adventure is one park, right? Yeah. And then they have like another park opening. I I think it's Action something oh, yeah. and the within one, there there's the the going to be Nintendo. Opening first. Yeah. Yeah. So th- they're at least going to have some Nintendo a lot of Nintendo presence in the park and maybe Lego will be coming soon and I think it's it's a perfect, I think a perfect brand to have in a theme park, right?
2: Yeah. It's just funny because Universal doesn't have a lot of franchises so it's either they're going to be making original content or you know, Legos are always based on some sort of franchise. Um, you got the Fast and the Furious Could they make a Lego fa- Fast and Furious film. Um, they also have Back to the Future Could they make a Lego Back to the Future film. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I wonder. So um... Jurassic Park and Jaws, there's so many but again, you don't have a lot to pick from, and you also have franchises that people don't want you to touch with like some sort of children's Lego theme like to it. Like Jaws. Like Jaws, or um, or I like, even you know Fast and the Furious. Like why? Like why? Yeah. You know?
0: um, Universal's Epic Universe. Sorry, that's the name of the park that's opening up in the next, uh, I believe, 2023. They're looking to open that up. Okay. That's where Super Nintendo World's going to be opening up there. Um, but yeah, no, but it's funny though. Cause so many of the Lego brands, like I have a lot of Lego sets, but they're all of, they're mostly like Marvel sets. So it's like, right. they're so, they're so tied to franchises that aren't necessarily Lego. And it, within the movies, we've seen it, that it's almost like a, an Avengers gathering of characters from all these different franchises. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. hoping under Universal that could still happen or it may just, they may just lean more into, universal franchises right what Good.
2: if they do oh god a here we go. Lego, <laughs>
0: born lego a movie
2: <laughs> like a movie or a set sorry like don't no, just jason don't Bourne shows up and jason born yeah but lego form and he's there with like, alternate reality okay where he's a lego okay yeah. still series film yeah yeah oh was part Legos. of it eh
1: damn damn i don't get why but the sure. born
2: builder yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Man. All right well why not we'll see what ha- it's so I'm not against it. <laughs> according to boris though the same producers will be returning for this so we will be seeing Hopefully, Phil Lord and Chris Miller coming. Phil and Chris Miller coming back to be part of this, as well as the other writers.
2: Can they be? Can they come back to this?
0: I mean, it's because it's part of the the film side. So if Warner Brothers, I guess, lets their contract expire, I wouldn't. I'm like, I'm sure well, there's what no like about
2: their contract with um, Sony. Sony.
0: Well, I mean, they. they that's for Spider Man. That's for Spider Man. Exactly. Well, it's not like yeah.
2: Exclusive, like you can only work for us type of thing. No, no. And I'm uh, assuming
0: because they've already been part of this franchise, they would. That's just the way unions and all that stuff work in Hollywood. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think they'll be okay. I mean, they haven't directed one since twenty fourteen Twenty fourteens, right. They've only been producers mm-hmm. and everything on that. So, but Lego Batman movie made so much money as well. So yeah. I'm just I'm surprised that they're going to let this go. Or if there's going to be a weird partnership between Universal and Warner Brothers to yeah. make another one, we shall see. Uh, speaking of Paramount though, from earlier, Jackass is returning as Paramount sets a release date for new Johnny Knoxville film. This is coming from Anthony D'Alessandro of Deadline. Jackass will continue to prevail on the big screen. Paramount has announced a March 5th, 2021 release date for the fourth movie based on the MTV Stunt Prank reality series that launched in 2000. Paramount looks... um pardon me sorry Paramount took the brand created by Johnny Knoxville Spike Jones, and Jeff Tremaine to the big screen in 2002 um, through three movies uh, though three movies to date the franchise racked up more than 335 million dollars worldwide there are three other movies with entries slated for the March 5th to 7th uh, 2021 I guess uh, area there that's Sony's Masters of the Uni- Universe movie and an Untitled Universal movie and another Warner Brothers feature um, are you guys fans of Jackass? Are you guys fans of Jackass back in the day? No, 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 no. Okay, that was, that's that's all about that then.
1: I just, yeah, I, I, I never got into it.
2: Uh, yeah, me neither.
0: I watched like I remember watching an MTV and like I remember watching the movies with like my friends and stuff. Like I was like I liked it because it was like one of those things that you felt like because I was a kid when it was coming out. So me watching, it, I felt like it was like oh you're rebelling because you're watching these guys on the TV doing this, right? Right, right. Um, it's it's interesting though that like twenty years more than twenty years later they're still doing this. Like they're all old men at this point
1: didn't they do one recently called like action point or something like that where he oh they produced it yeah 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 yeah. and didn't that flop probably well, was that did. like a movie or was that no
0: well, like that was probably, a movie yeah. that was a movie i think that was 2018
1: yeah it made so the budget was 20 million yeah and it only made worldwide gross of 5 million
0: ouch how about so, bad grandpa because bad grandpa was under the jackass brand as well too i think that one did was. really well Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah. Bad, bad Grandpa Graham. too. Was.
1: Um, bad Grandpa. Let's take a look here. Bad um,
0: grandpa. But yeah, it's interesting. Spike Jones, of course, Academy Award-winning Spike Jones, <laughs> was one of the creators of Jackass, which is crazy it, to think.
1: It made a lot more money. It made 150
0: on a what budget? Fifteen. Yeah. So like yeah. these, like I mean, the thing with the Jackass movies is that they make them next to nothing and they make a lot of money. It's just interesting at this point again with because we've there's been so much controversy surrounding like characters from the Jack like Bam Margera and like the death of ryan dunn and things like that so it's it's interesting that this is happening again i think johnny knoxville is yeah. almost 50 years old he's 48 he's yeah. 48 so by the time this comes out he'll be 50 um, I, don't, I don't know man interesting choice very interesting it's Interesting. i mean because like when, when you think back to jackass they were almost like the originators of like like youtube type yeah YouTube that youtube stunt. model right like yeah. they were they were like ahead of their time in that yeah. aspect but it's It's weird to see it coming back still like i would almost it would almost make sense more as like a series like bring back the show like on netflix or something other than a movie it just it's just interesting that they're they're making a movie about this
2: yeah i don't know it felt like a like a certain time period yeah it's like this is early 2000s like this this is early 2000s when like
0: skating was like most popular like skateboarding was the most popular thing like that's they're very much time stamped within that era of like tony hawk underground and all those things right uh, but we'll see. That's a few years away still. Um that's pretty much all the news this week. Going into the yeah. box office recap. Uh did we do we settle on a box office yet? Yeah, Cha-Ching. Oh yeah. Cha-Ching. Well, so I'm I'm gonna introduce it again and we'll go into it. Set into the box office. Cha-Ching. Box office this week, so we don't have official numbers yet for the box office, but we do have the Thursday numbers for Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker and it's blasting off with 40 million dollars in thursday previews this is coming from mia Gulupo of the hollywood reporter uh episode 9's massive haul is still the lowest for a new trilogy coming in below the force awakens and the last jedi the final thursday night boxes for star Wars uh, sky oh my god skywalker saga saw that is such a alliteration there it's crazy um 40 million in north american box office the movie's previews earnings came in below those of the series last two installments the force awakens and last jedi each earning 57 and 45 million thursday respectively when it came in under below franchise titles episode 9 has posted the fifth best preview performance of all time and has grossed more than star wars standalone rogue one's 29 million dollars what do you guys think
2: Oh, well, I hope it made more than friggin' Rogue One. <laughs> you <laughs> well, know, this it's is the just, last one. This is just in Thursday previews, this is just, right? just Thursday previews.
1: It makes sense. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not surprised that it's uh, forecasting less. Based um, on the what based reviews. On reviews are. And I guess just overall, the the I guess, state of Star Wars maybe?
0: Maybe, yeah. I think maybe it's probably to do more with the state of Star Wars. Because, I mean, we had to buy tickets for this like two months ago. So I feel like the people who were going to see it tonight are, were going to see it that night. Yeah. But... I think throughout the weekend, obviously, it's going to have a crazy uptake and people seeing it. There, I guess people are being more strategic when they're going to go see it. But yeah. do you guys have any final predictions on what this will do this weekend? Well, I was total.
1: reading. I was reading what the forecast is for this weekend, and it's it's looking like they're gonna, Rise of Skywalker is going to pull in about two fifteen.
0: Yeah, that's still a really high it's number. Still yeah, good, it's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, that, yeah. Going, that's still higher.
1: Like we were sitting around three hundred though. We were were we? We were saying like yeah, that, yeah. That, we that's we, probably aiming we, high, yeah, cuz yeah.
2: we had so much hope, you know, hope yeah. for it. We
1: had we had hope.
2: <laughs> we had uh, a new hope. Yeah.
1: Jumanji's looking to do 42. Yeah. Frozen 2 is looking to do 14.9. Right. And Newcomer Cats. Yeah. 14.
0: So, Cats is an interesting one because I think universally across the board, I don't think I've ever seen a movie come out where people have united on how insane of a film it is
1: oh yeah these reviews are crazy for this movie
0: like it is it is something <laughs> it is something
2: it is a an experience none other
0: like i'll be honest like i'm curious but i'm not i don't know if i'm curious enough to actually go to the theater
1: to watch no, it. no i'll watch it at home probably yeah but i'm curious because it's just like they're curious. saying it's like the horniest movie out there and i'm like what does really? that really mean yeah oh wow it's about a movie by cats how could that
0: be a thing it's got that catnip going man i don't know yeah. i don't know so yeah we shall see where the box office heads out there's no doubt that star wars will make a bunch of money and i think we were saying 300 worldwide it was what yes. we were talking not not just this is north america right i think, think we world- said domestic
2: did we we'll so. have to go back no. to the tapes and listen to that 300 domestic. Is that a lot? Really? I mean, it's a lot. but it's, like, it, it is a, a lot. A, it's it's That's a big amount. It's a big amount yeah. for Star Wars, though. Yeah. Domestically, though? Like, domestically, yeah, it is a lot of money. I, it, is, no, it is a lot. This movie will have legs, though. But it's Star I mean, Wars, though.
1: It's episode nine. Yeah.
2: True, but I don't know. Is it
0: true? Like,
1: chewy? Yeah, like true.
0: Chew. Chew. Um, yeah, we'll see. This movie will have legs, though, because there's not a lot of competition this December 25th, yeah, really. Cats may put up a fight. Cats may put up a fight. <laughs> and then come January, there's not really a lot happening either. The bad uh, boys. which is later in january right yeah, yeah so the... we'll see we'll see where it all ends out no doubt this movie will cross a billion dollars but we'll see how fast it takes to get there
3: yeah
0: um so that was the box office for this week heading into the trailers we we're just flying through the show uh we got a new look at top gun maverick do you guys want me to list them all or do you
1: want me to, do you want to stop no, and talk well, about let's we'll talk no, about, them. Stop stop about them. so what gun do you guys tech. think of
0: the new look at top gun uh, it, it
1: wasn't as good as the first trailer, but also yeah. wasn't bad. Yeah, uh, first trailer was a lot more these you know, establishing what the visual element of the movie is. This one gave it more the feel of the original. Yeah, so it really felt like a sequel at this point, which right. is cool. Um, I'm excited for it because I, Joseph Kaczynski's is a very good visual director. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to make a really cool movie, and he's not everyone's cup of tea. But I don't know. I enjoyed Tron Legacy.
0: Yeah, didn't he also do uh, Oblivion? Oblivion, as yeah. Well. I didn't enjoy that one that much. Yeah, but then. visually beautiful movie. Visually beautiful yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, I, he's always been on my short list, like to do like a Green Lantern movie, because he just has like he because he, he was a visual like a, a visual VFX. artist before, right? Yeah, VFX okay. artist before. Mm. Um, how about you, Anthony?
2: Yeah, it looked cool. Um, watching it in front of Star Wars was pretty dope. And, and IMAX, IMAX looks amazing. Um, yeah. looked yeah. phenomenal. I probably would only watch it in IMAX. Oh, definitely. It reminds me he's of a- like one of those like specialty IMAX. Yeah. Um, documentary documentaries on you know jet fighters and jet fighters yeah um it looked beautiful uh something like like you know they had the beach scene a lot of like you know nostalgic yeah of course elements to it um but yeah there is a scene where the with tom cruise like flying some sort of like spacecraft
1: He's wearing the same uh, mask as, that they were in Fallout. Fallout. Yeah, with yeah. the
2: light, the the Halo jump sequence. As, so the question I'm asking is, did he like learn how to fly? planes for he, this movie he knows how to fly these to fly planes. planes oh my gosh it's Tom Cruise he's crazy like he actually flew the power these jet scientology. Yeah. <laughs> man maybe scientology is a true thing that yeah. we should we all should look into it's
0: it. like the force man they just it just lets you know how to do everything anything yeah, but yeah uh, dope trailer uh, <laughs> not as good as the first one not the no. first yeah the first one was like was such a hit as well too so maybe i'm curious like if the, this trailer came out first i feel like we would have been more excited yeah. about it but yeah. like if I'm watching the, a trailer for this, I'd watch the first one because it's a perfect tease. Easy. Um, the Woman in the Window, which is with Amy Adams and Ooh. Gary Oldman and yeah. uh, Juliet Moore.
1: Julian Moore. Moore. And um, Paperboy from Atlanta. I always forget his name.
0: And Wyatt Russell. Oh, Brian Tyree Henry? That's it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is like a thriller <gasps> action movie that's very rear window meets um,
2: the girl on the train. What's that one with Shia LaBeouf? Oh, is uh, that Rear Window?
1: No, yeah, suburb-
2: Suburbia. Suburbicon. Suburbicon. No, no suburb- not suburb- oh, Suburbicon. No. Suburbia. 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 I yeah, like has, Suburbia. Yeah, yeah. I like this trailer. Yeah. I, I, like I, when I watched it with you guys in the car, I'm like, yeah. Man, this looks pretty dope. Yeah. Looks really interesting. Like I'm, I'm interested to see what, where this leads to because she's, it's a, Amy Adams plays a female, uh, a female. Of course, she plays a female. <laughs> uh, she has like super severe yeah.
0: anxiety and she's agoraphobic. Yeah. So yeah. she can't leave her house.
2: Yeah. Um she witnesses all these things that are happening around her and right. she, you don't know if it's real or not and is she imagining it and it's just this mind game. It's very Hitchcock. Very Hitchcock. And it's directed by Joe Wright, which he's not an awful a awful director. director yeah. yeah. He's a really good yeah, for director. Sure. Um some was, of his movies are boring though.
1: Yeah, it was like it looked okay. I mean, I wasn't like, oh, I can't, I can't wait to see this. You got to catch on Netflix kind of thing.
2: Damn, really? Yeah, maybe. it's a good cast too. Like you're looking cast. at Jennifer Jason Lee, Amy Adams, Gary Oldman, Julianne Moore, Anthony Scott Mackie. Madden, it's
1: like yo, it's a great film that maybe I'll go. See. <laughs> uh,
2: his name is Brian uh, Tyree Henry. Tyree Henry. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys mention this? Yeah. Said, yeah oh, okay, my bad. Said, yeah. And uh, Wyatt Russell.
0: Yeah. It looks. It looks interesting. Again, this is coming out in May, so this feels like an almost an early like this feels like almost like a February March type movie. Yeah. So it's coming out in like blockbuster season, so I don't know how well it's gonna do. But we shall see. Yeah. Uh, next trailer we got up this week is to all the boys. P.S. I still love you. Why'd you whisper that? Because it was a P.S. It was like an after. Oh. It was after the title. You have to say quieter. That's the rule. Yeah, man. But this I is a know, Netflix film it, like, starting with Lana three. Condor. Um, what do you guys think of this trailer?
1: It's cute. Yeah, it's cute movie. Yeah, yeah cute. I'm guessing the first one. Uh, only no. bits and pieces. Yeah, I only saw yeah. the trailer. Yeah, I seen the first one. Um, it was cute, cute yeah. movie, but um, like it'll do well.
2: It's like your typical teenage yeah, it's yeah, coming of, a, story. Uh, coming of like age, romance
0: coming of age type movie? Yeah. Where they,
2: you know, all the boys are, you know, in Fair game <laughs> type of thing.
1: Yeah. It was just it's whatever. It's cool. I mean it'll it'll do well. Cool.
2: I guess it will. Yeah, it's on yeah. Netflix. And just like this it. movie yeah.
0: like launched the career as well too, of Lana Condor as well it too, did, right? Yeah. It's it's like she we knew her before from Jubilee and X Men um Apocalypse, right? That was the first one she was in. Sure. Yes. Yeah, it was Apocalypse. That she was in a Jubilee for like two minutes. Yeah. And then she didn't come back for Dark Phoenix. No. Smart girl. And no. she went to do this movie. So good no. stuff. Uh, we also got the first trailer for Downhill, which is a remake of Force Majeure. Uh, this stars Julia Louise Dreyfus and Will Ferrell. Uh, what do you guys think of this trailer?
1: It was cute, fun trailer. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the original, I know you have. But uh, it looked cool. It looked uh, like a fun I like Julia Louise Dreyfus and I like Will Ferrell. So I think it'll be a good dramedy
0: yeah like this is coming out in march uh basically the premise of this movie is that will Ferrell, will farrell and julia uh, julia louise dreyfus are a married couple at a ski resort and basically once an avalanche happens like a, a made avalanche like to i guess to control the snow on the mountain happens will farrell takes off leaving his wife and kids yeah. at their this chalet that they're eating at and basically the movie kind of takes off from there and it's about their relationship trying to Kind of come back from thinking that your husband left you when this giant event right. was happening, right? right? To save himself. To save himself. Yeah. yeah, so it'll be interesting. It looks very similar to the original movie, um, so I'm just curious to see how. Who's in do. the original? Uh, they're Swedish actors. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay so okay. It's, uh, it's it was a foreign film. How how old? 2014, I want to say. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. it's not like an older. F- no, no, it's it's, it's within new. five years. and I, I saw it by chance when I was volunteering at TIFF that year. I was like stationed inside. The light box, and I was just kind of showing people to their seat, and I just got to watch the movie. Nice. nice. Uh, we So, that teaser trailer we spoke about last week for A Quiet Place Part 2, that 15 seconds was released online and did not have any sign of Ben Affleck in it.
1: We don't know. I'm I mean, I, thoroughly analyzed. I wish trailer. it was. Uh,
0: I mean, the full release of the trailer is coming out January 1st, so I, I'm still holding out hope. Oh, holding damn. Out. I'm holding out hope that we will see him somewhere in this. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Swigging
1: some <laughs> swing coffin vo- blood. Yeah. Off
2: blood, swing it is swinging some vodka. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, just spitting Russian, it in the face whiskey. of the aliens. He looks more like a whiskey kind of guy though.
2: Yeah, sure, whiskey. I see whiskey. Yeah, yeah. It's not do with vodka. No, he's there's like a
1: Russian <laughs> villain. Yeah, whiskey. Yeah.
2: Just throws it in the face of the aliens
0: or their yeah. in their ears. He's it
1: is like drink up. And that's it. <laughs> I think just <this> fights them. <laughs> He takes them on hand combat okay just grabs them by the ears and just like
0: shakes yeah. them all right yeah
2: but this trailer was uh or this teaser was
0: uh you could have told me this was deleted footage from yeah the first I, movie. I thought it,
2: that's what it reminded me of yeah. man yeah. this must have been and they ran out of sand so they can't walk quietly I guess oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. like you can walk quietly on on anything
3: it's on
1: true. shards of glass
2: yeah you can you from,
1: can from all the broken bottles that Ben's been yeah <laughs>
2: Well, I, like, why that's would there how he be protects himself. So why would there be a to path of broken glass? Like.
0: That's how he protects himself. to make, yeah. cause That's going to make sound when people come by. So he just has a bunch of broken glass that he's placed mm. there to make sure that nobody yeah, comes yeah. and bothers him. Why does him? it
2: always fall in this in this uh, <laughs> universe? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's like leaves always on the ground. I don't know.
1: You, you say always as if like there's been 40 films. This is the ninth entry. This of the second <laughs> film. In the We've Quiet Place 15 saga. 15 seconds.
2: Like, wouldn't you be quieter in... Uh, no, no in a in a like a city maybe you're, instead of being in a farm area they're not thinking i don't know I don't but know. but we'll it's to see them because there's concrete you can't like make sound of, you know
0: yeah but i mean we don't know what's going on you in know the city what i just strength. did
2: i just you just, figured it out are you sure yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't know what <laughs> I don't know man yeah i should talk to krasinski you Krasinsk. talk to krasinski Krasinsk. Krasinsk, okay? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs>
0: We also got our first little teaser as well for Respect, or R-E-S-P-E-C-T, starring Jennifer Hudson. What did you guys think of this
1: teaser? Uh, it has nothing in it except for yeah. her singing R-E-S-P-E-C-T as she's playing in the Franklin. Right. Um, and sure. It has like an
2: has, has like an Elton John... What's the Elton John movie? Rocket like, Man? It has a Rocket Man vibe to it. Does it? Really? Like, I'm just... Like, based on the trailer, it seems like it's not going to... Be yeah, a serious movie, more of like a flashy, kind of almost like musical. That's the vibe I got from it. I don't know. I honestly don't know what to they, expect. They pre- Like they presented her with right. all these bulbs and it's like, you know, Jennifer Hudson playing Aretha Franklin yeah. and she's singing the song and it's just, it doesn't look serious. It doesn't right. have a serious tone to it. It might have serious moments maybe in it, but it just doesn't seem like a movie where, you know, you're really trying to tell her story we don't know i yeah. got i got a thing from it like yeah i, I just,
0: just i just it almost yeah. just felt like they haven't even started shooting on this yet it's yeah. almost just like okay we have these giant we have a giant respect sign in lights that right let's, let's shoot you in screen. front of it yeah and we'll uh we'll put it out there but this looks like it's going to be like an award site movie for oh, next yeah. year so i don't think we'll see i don't does, does this movie have a date yet
1: no it just said 2020
0: okay we'll see when it comes out so i guess there was no other trailer worth talking about this week of course that Are is a lie dumb uh the tenant so we got we got two we got two looks at tenant this week yeah, we so we did. got the tenant trailer which dropped and then we got a six minute prologue let's start with the trailer though
1: okay trailer epic 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 trailer can you what?
0: explain what was happening in no there? hell no no <laughs>
1: And, I, and, I, and I'm glad that I can't explain it because it's just visually, it looks stunning. The score is amazing. I mean, Nolan has a has a look and a style for all his trailers and I'm glad that this kind of keeps that momentum going. Yeah. Um, but it just, it what a trailer should do is intrigue me and that's what this trailer did. It intrigued yeah. me to go watch this movie.
0: Even if I didn't know what was going on, I could not stop looking at it and I yeah. think I've watched this trailer so many times and it just, it looks, especially seeing like you could tell the IMAX footage is there because it's so clear and the resolution is so insanely like vibrant that you're just like, I feel like I'm in it. Yeah. And it just, again, John David Washington looks great. Robert Pattinson looks great. Elizabeth Debicki is all like also in this. It's, this this looks like pure Nolan. And mm-hmm. even though like people were kind of like, were like there were leaks, I guess, or not even just leaks, but people speculating that this was going to be more like of a, a sp- espionage type movie. And then of course it has to do with like, time travel in some respect and like rewinding time or like this guy it's, it's perceives like,
2: time differently it's like it's rewinding but his character is still like moving forward yeah moving forward. Um, because there's a scene on the boat where the boat is going forward but the waves are going backwards, backwards yeah and he's like it looks like he's doing like a like a curl like yeah a, and it's like what it's the so, hell is happening it's so bizarre and it's like world war three they're trying to prevent world war three yeah. something worse than a nuclear holocaust and it's, you're trying to like
0: what's worse than that
2: and this you is know? typical nolan like trying to like leave you to think
0: leave you in the dark and get and th- your, try get to your build mind this, working right
2: this whole um this whole atmosphere and you're like what the hell is happening <laughs> what the hell literally what the hell is happening what
0: the hell is happening but yeah. again it looked dope and then in front of star wars when we watched star wars yeah we got a six-minute prologue for this movie that
2: just blew my mind. Like, Nolan loves to re- record people with masks on.
1: Yeah, I noticed that too. Actually, that's like, his thing. Yeah, hard to hearing. Yeah, understanding the dialogue. Why? Loud,
2: loud Why? audio. Like that's. Oh my
0: gosh, loud! It's like, so loud. loud. When the score, there's a there's, there's a more like obviously this this whole six-minute sequence starts like at, a, at like, a like an opera house or an orchestra that I was about to start playing. And then basically gets swarmed by what you think are like these military guys in suits and stuff. It's really hard to explain. You have to watch it to understand what's happening. And they're basically planting a bomb. And then John David Washington's character comes and he's preventing it. But it also looks like he's there to get something. And again, the time... Thing is happening. Some reverse stuff is happening. So you don't really know.
2: It's so quick too. Like you don't even. It's so quick. You
0: can't. You can't process it because obviously this feels like just like a five-minute sequence that's being plucked from the movie for us to see. Very much like the Bane sequence from The Dark Knight Rises and the Joker sequence from The Dark Knight. And
2: this movie reminded me of The Dark Knight Rises, and immediately, immediately, it's like certain the element, the soundtrack, the. The placement of characters, yeah. how it's edited, it's, it's very, Nolan. very Nolan. It's very, Nolan. very his, Nolan. His
0: action sequences have a very defined feel to them, which yeah. I really like. That it feels like everyone's kind of doing something. Yeah. Um, score. When that Man. score came in and that IMAX sound was thumping, that that hit me so hard. Heart yeah. pounding, like you're heart in it right pounding away. music.
1: I loved the score. It was so like uh, like electronic meets like a orchestral score it was with a, it was
0: crazy like bass and just a beat to it it's it's slapped man oh, yeah. like ludwig is doing an amazing soundtrack and this is the first time in a long time that nolan isn't working with han zimmer yeah so the fact that like ludwig gorgensen is doing the score for this and you'll know him, he did the score for black panther he's doing the score for the mandalorian right now he did the score for creed so like he has an amazing resume of work and obviously he's uh gambino's producer as well too so i'm just so happy that he's getting bigger roles now and mm. it's I hope he's going to be Nolan's new guy as well yeah um, yeah this this prologue blew me away I cannot wait to watch the prologue again yeah cannot wait
2: did they do a prologue for Interstellar? no no
0: okay. no we just got that one year I was trying to remember RT's. Interstellar's
2: prologue I mean I can't I can't didn't
0: yeah, happen, yeah. Uh, Interstellar did not get one and Dunkirk did not get one but Dunkirk did get did, little uh, well it didn't
2: get a
1: prologue but it got like
2: a uh, like a sequence I guess like, like, a like a, an
0: extended trailer right Yeah.
2: What yeah. About, inception inception did not know hmm. i wonder what, why he chooses certain movies to have this type of i guess prologue with, to it i guess or when why. it's
0: more of a like just to build up that hype for it i guess i mean yeah, yeah i guess dunkirk did technically have it like the way they had that that intro yeah. going mm-hmm. um yeah inception i could i guess they didn't have it because that was his first movie like that wasn't a batman movie really before yeah. he did like prestige and like or after prestige and everything but like his first big movie where like they just gave him whatever budget he wanted so
2: do you find it strange that it premiered in front of star wars no no even though like understandably a lot of people are going to watch star wars yeah. but also a lot of kids are going to watch star wars and like the elements in this this prologue is like pretty like intense it's and intense, it's, yeah. it, it it's almost brings intense. you to like a scariness, especially yeah. the 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 heart pounding music right do you feel like it was a best the like best choice
0: i think i mean i i think they're just looking at ratings at this yeah. point in terms of like they're both going to be pg13 probably so mm-hmm. i think there was a lot scarier things in star wars in this trailer like in the rise of
2: skywalker well, there like, was scarier not in the sense of scary like oh it's intense it's, it's definitely like, intense like could yeah. actually happen like this is real yeah, world for sure, stuff for sure you know? but
0: but maybe like maybe a kid will see that and be like oh that was that was cool, or maybe they'll never sleep again. Who knows? Or maybe they just ah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Daniel almost spit out his water.
0: <laughs> no, I'm excited. I'm like Nolan's my favorite yeah. director working right now, so it's it's amazing to see this. Can so. we go
2: back to that uh, article? A couple. Was It last week or two weeks ago. Where um, what's his name? Uh, French Canadian director Denis Denis Villeneuve yeah. being. Oh the director of the decade. Yeah. And that was from
0: the Hollywood Critic Association yeah. or something like that.
2: What do you guys what what do you think in terms of director of the decade between Christopher Nolan because really it's going to be Christopher Nolan. Right. Or Danny Villeneuve.
0: I think if you I think the popular vote would be Nolan in terms of like if you're if you're polling people. Really? It'd be Nolan. But I think also the Russo brothers would be up there. Like it, de-
2: it depends who's voting, right? But you also look at the movies. The movies, right? How they're written. Because right. he writes every single movie right. he makes.
0: I, I'm not surprised then he got that award. Because if you look at the output of movies he had in... He's, I think he's put out more movies than Nolan this decade. Really? Yeah, with Prisoners, Arrival. I think Shay's doing a double check of this. Um, we'll see who has n- I feel more like movies. Christopher Nolan Cuz Nolan has what this that he has Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar,
1: Dunkirk. 4 movies. So he's had six movies. Denise has six movies, right? Yeah. So he had we, Incendies in 2010. Yeah. He had Prisoners, Enemy, Sicario, Arrival and Blade Runner. But you can't yeah. really count
2: Enemy. Nobody like it didn't even go to theaters. Like it well, you did, but like it was like so so small. So small in. Okay, like, so yeah. Yeah. If you need to take that one out, to five. And, and Christopher Nolan, four. Yeah. yeah. What about the hidden film he made?
1: What hidden film?
0: Nolan did a hidden film?
2: Yeah, he did. What
0: was what the was hidden called? film called?
2: Christopher Nolan. It was day in called life.
1: Called his day in the life of Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah. yeah. Who, who I stars in, that in it? One? His brother.
2: John John oh, Jonathan Nolan? Nolan. Yeah. Damn.
1: Yeah, Nolan did. And it is just... Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, and Dunkirk. Dunkirk.
3: That's yeah. It.
0: So, yeah, like, I'm not surprised, like, for me personally, it'd be Nolan, but, like, Denis up there, obviously, what the Russo brothers did with Avengers and Winter Soldier and Cap, that's up there for me, too. But those are also, like, when I look at Nolan's, every movie is different,
2: right? So. Originality? Original content?
0: Between Denis and Nolan?
2: Yeah. Well, they both had a
0: sequel in there to a series. So, if we take out Blade Runner, if we take out Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. We have Prisoner's Arrival and Sicario
2: versus Interstellar. Interstellar
0: Arrival is based on an Inception.
2: On a Inception. Short story. No,
0: no, no, But I mean, like in terms of, oh, okay, individual okay. property, not a sequel to something, right? I think like,
1: Nolan does more original, which I, which I like. Yeah. yeah. Um. But his films also like you could walk out of his movie and literally not know what it was about. Whereas at least with Denis films, you can you can kind of. Piece it together, and be like, oh, that's what that movie was about. With Nolan, you're like, man, it'll take me years to figure this out. Like,
2: Inception. I, th- I think,
0: I think Interstellar and Inception more with that, yeah, yeah. for sure.
2: Yeah, which is half the films. But that isn't right. that like? Doesn't that automatically make you a better director? Because you're creating uh, a you're creating a movie that is really good, and you're leaving it his still films like
1: more conversation. I think. Yeah.
2: You want to go back to it and, over and over. And, and over if you again. look
1: at box office, like
0: Nolan's the only director I think working today that. He's his movies are making close to a billion dollars, and he's and there none of them are really properties properties right yeah. with the exception of Dark Knight Rises obviously, like Inception did insanely well, Dunkirk did insanely well, Interstellar did amazing, um, like <sighs> it's so crazy it's he has crazy no Academy Award you know what I mean like he's he's making movies that people get ex- like dude the Tenant prologue didn't even say his name yeah but yeah. people knew it was Nolan uh, a yeah. Nolan yeah. movie right like that's that's pretty amazing that he has that kind of clout and I love the uh, knee. But I don't think with his movies, I don't know if I'm not going back to arrival like one, cause it's, it's like a heavy watch, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not going back like to watch it over, over, and, over, and, over and over and over again yeah. where inception I could just like put on. And, and I feel like inception it. is just like so embedded in dream within a dream is so like within culture now. Yeah. My
2: right? yeah. God, to think of a script like that, it's and make it like, make it, understandable and like explain it it to the simpletons of the simpletons that well yeah I consider like I could I would never have thought of creating a story that you know what if you incept a dream and all these different layers of dreams and like planting this one idea to like and it's it's at least what the even (laughs) though it's it's crazy like you could still follow it I think his most trippy
0: movie was interstellar especially like the ending of with like the black holes and everything like it's trippy like you could follow it but then it's like it's just inciting the conversation of it, which I really love. And then Dunkirk was just a phenomenal, leave it to Nolan to make like a war movie, have so many crazy layers with time and mm-hmm. how it all lines up and everything. But mm-hmm. yeah, they're again, like we're, we're they're shooting amazing movies, both of them. And I'm going into 2020 now. It's going to be Dune and it's going to be Tenet. Like we have both of them pumping out and out, starting the decade again with huge movies with amazing casts. So I'm so excited. Yeah. Cool. All right. Shall we continue to what out this week? Uh, The Witcher is out today. Spies in Disguise, Just Mercy, 1917, and Little Women. They're all opening up on Christmas. Uh, So I know we mentioned those last week as well, but these will be opening up on Christmas. So check them out if you're interested. Uh, Guys, what have you been watching this week? Aside from The Rise of Skywalker. Well, like a
2: lot of the things I've watched, you guys watch. So I'll wait till like everything.
1: Not to say
0: it.
2: Okay, so Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, Great episode of Mando this week. Watchmen. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. Imagineering story just completed and then I started watching the documentary on Netflix, Don't F with Cats. Um which is the only thing that I think we haven't watched. We all haven't watched. Yeah. We well, I have watched but you haven't. Right. Um really good documentary. Uh unexpected. I would I thought this was going to go a different route, but um really interesting. Really really interesting. Uh I encourage our listeners to go watch it. It is not just about cats, cats and <laughs> if you watch the um, trailer, the trailer for it, it's it almost feels like it's a mockumentary, like it's almost right. fake, but it's actually this is this is real. And when you when you finally see what this movie's this documentary's about, you're like, wow, and it's and it's very Canadian. Just, really yeah. eh? really interesting mm, there's a canadian connection to it
0: interesting been hearing a lot of buzz about this so yeah. definitely definitely it's a, TV, it to it's a
2: three watch. episode um doc on netflix
1: all right i have to give that a shot then dan what about you
0: um watched uh checked out richard jewell yeah. this week so you oh, and yeah. i saw that um a kind of forgettable movie unfortunately forget watched it yes. um the movie has a lot of. I think it's really well acted and I think there's a really good story in there. I just think that literally about 40 minutes of this film could have been shaved off. Oh yeah. And yeah, it just it just didn't feel like there was enough there to have like a a real a real proper like Story or just maybe the way it was edited and stuff didn't really feel like it. it. The,
1: the film. I remember we were discussing it when we watched it. um It feels like it has like a consistent heart rate, a very steady one. Right. But That's it. There's nothing else happening in this movie. You're just like the day in the life kind of thing. Yeah. um Weirdly it edited. Could have been better. Yeah. yeah. Weirdly edited. Could have been way better. But uh, yeah, it's whatever.
2: Was it? uh Was there a Clint Eastwood piano melody to it?
1: I don't think I can remember a score at
2: all. No.
0: But again, there's like weird, like Clint Eastwood is—he's eighty thousand years old, as (laughs) you know. He's very close to that. Um, He does these things in his movies, and he did it in, he did it in The Mule, and he did it in this movie where he just shows his age like in such a weird way, and it's like either like a racial slur in The Mule that he drops, or like or like a really kind of like homophobic like slur in this movie where it's like it's so. It catches you so off guard, yeah. That it just feels like, how did the, Like, why did this need to be here? No, you know what I mean. So it just, it just, it, he just shows his, just these weird directoral like, efforts that he does sometimes. Like, there's little things that slide through there where it's just like, what, like, why is he? Why does he feel like that was necessary? You yeah. know what I mean? Um, also checked out Mando this like Mandalorian this week. Really great episode, of course, directed by Canadian Deborah Chow who. It's going to be doing the Obi Wan series, so really great episode. Really happy to see you here, come back, and uh, Watchmen, which we all watched, Finally and done. What an amazing, it's done. And amazing what episode. a phenomenal finale it was!
2: Yeah. Do you guys want to do a review for it? Yeah, let's give a let's quick. Uh,
0: let's dive into it quickly. You know. Yeah.
2: Really good. I really like the series. Yeah. yeah.
0: Really surprising.
2: I I kind of felt that the ending was a little underwhelming, just based on the second last episode. Yeah um but it wasn't it wasn't bad at all no no but i did i thought i thought it would go a different route but not bad at all no i think where it ended
0: like you almost knew like oh they're going to tease so it's very it's let it's a very complete story yes but it's also it's the door is wide open to see a season two which you know david lindelof we gave him a lot of grief earlier in the show or before it even came out saying like oh like i don't know what to expect with him because like the way he writes his endings is very it's hit or miss yes, right yeah him and jj most, with most lost of the time it's miss. uh he was like he was one of the creators of lost too right yeah. or one of the writers of lost yeah. with jj um but he i think he wrapped things up really amazingly and i i know they're not saying season two or anything right now but you know i'd love to see where this story goes from here but also I'd be so okay just to leave this as a perfect season, you know, because there wasn't one episode that I felt missed. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there there will be a second season, just be, based on the popularity of the show, and the, it being so open right. at the end. Like there, there's so much more. You know? How about you, Shay? What do you th- What do you think? Uh, I
1: thought it was really cool. I'm okay with it being a mini miniseries and just taking it the way that it is. But um, I also wouldn't be surprised if it came back. Uh, it was very cool, very tense, really well written, really well directed. And overall, I was excited watching the episodes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, a, that's it. me signing off. <laughs> All
0: right, and uh, this has been uh, the Chocolate Hour with Shabazz. Um, <laughs>
1: Why do you say chocolate? I
0: oh, just because chocolate is delicious. See,
2: interesting. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, interesting. I, know, I don't. Really I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know what that. Yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't believe that. <laughs> that, that. I said chocolate? You, you like the Chocolate swear. Hour? Hey, you're racist.
0: I want to <laughs> call you chocolate. I want to call you chocolate.
2: What about Mando? Let's do Mando. Mando. Mando's Mando's a really fun episode this week, and a lot better than a lot Five of them or four of them. Th- yeah, or three. no.
0: Episode four and five have been. Well, This was episode six, right? This episode seven. I think. So episode four, and four or five, six was six was better than four and five. Six was with the the prison cell one. Yeah, cool man.
1: Yeah, it was cool, but it wasn't no, really no, but like, it was better than four and five. It was, it was better. Yeah, yeah yes. but like, but this this feels
0: though. like the continuation of the story that yes. ended yes. at three. Yes. yes. So yes. it feels nice to finally be coming back to that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Is that is that all you want to say about it, Anthony?
2: No, it was a lot better. I don't know what the fuck they were doing with the last three episodes. I'm... Sorry for like, if you didn't, if you like, you know, the prison break one, but.
0: No, no, I'm just saying six was a better episode than four and five is what I'm saying. Six is a
1: better episode than four and five, but it's just like. It It just feels so. Still, I didn't care for it. It didn't Um, feel
0: like it needed. It went anywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: This was a much better episode, much more interesting. actually felt like it was progressing something. Right. But overall, this show still is like a six and a half, seven for me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going anywhere.
0: I'm just curious to see because like we have one episode left now um also like we'll get into it more into our spoiler discussion of the rise of skywalker there's a weird tie from this episode to the rise of skywalker that we'll discuss in a little bit um i'm just curious to think if that was intentional so we'll save that for a bit later uh what have you been watching this week shay
1: uh i watched space jam nice yeah because it's a great film you know michael jordan uh revenge of the sith the Imagining story mando like you said richard jewel watchman I uh, watch Recess: Schools Out because I love that movie, and obviously uh, Rise of Skywalker.
0: Yeah, it's crazy how like the production quality of uh, Recess: Schools Out how much higher it is from the show.
1: Crazy, where All it's like CG,
0: so like vivid and clean lines. Where yeah. Recess is more of a like grittier looking with the drawings and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, I never watched it, so I don't. You should watch. It. It. It's good. Appreciate. It's good. Great show. Really. Great. You great like show. Revenge of the Sith?
1: Yeah, I like what I just Yeah, yeah.
2: I rewatched it. Like, I mentioned it about a week ago. I think it has the best opening sequence of any Star Wars film. With them, um, and the scene like still that, holds that up battle, in that battle. Yeah, that, we'll say ballet battle, ballet battle, because it's like Obi Wan and Anakin. They're kind of like the balleting. They're yes. like dancing in their spaceships around all the, the the mount the war, the craziness of that war was right. just phenomenally shot.
0: Uh, don't and, they kill Count Dooku, like, right at the beginning of that yeah, movie, too? Yeah, real quick. Yeah, they just, like, Anakin slices his it's head up. Like slice. Yeah. He's
1: like, do it. Done.
0: And that was all that we've been watching this week. So, it is now time for our topic of the show. Um, uh, we're gonna take a quick little pause here. We're gonna set up our camera, and we're going to have a video overview up on this. So, if you want to see our faces, you can. Or if you just want to listen to keep listening to the episode, keep listening on like nothing happened. And we'll also have our spoiler discussion up in this episode so you can listen to that later or catch the video later on this weekend. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Movie Podcast. Today's topic of the show is our review of Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Rise, Lord Vader. Uh, So this this portion of the show is going to be us just kind of discussing our initial reactions, our thoughts about the movie, where we kind of feel it went right, where it went wrong. And then later on in the episode, don't worry, we'll give you lots of warning before we get into spoilers. Uh, We'll dive into the spoilers what specifically happened what we specifically did not like and what we liked as well too um, so without further ado i think let's just dive into it and we will have some reviews that you have written into the show as well so thank you for writing into our show and we will throw your reviews out there as well too so i think right off the bat guys how are you feeling about star wars the rise of skywalker now that we've had about a day to sit on it
2: what's disappointed. your initial, disappointed disappointed that's, that's my one word really disappointed. Eh?
0: so expand on that for us
2: just disappointed.
0: But what what is it what's disappointing it's, about it for you?
2: It's because it's the last one. Right. Um I expected more. I expected a better movie. Right. Like better like a better story to find like to finish it all off. Right. And it just felt like a fan service type of flick. Right. Like let's put everything and let's that is Star Wars in it, and let's make everything that Last Jedi was isn't. It's it was like almost like an fu backwards to
0: to Ryan Johnson and what I guess and what Ryan they Johnson
2: was an fu to the Force Awakens and right. It's like what a it wasn't cohesive. It just I don't know. I just this is not. a, It wasn't a great ending at all.
0: It's interesting because uh, for those of you who don't know, J.J. Abrams, who wrote and directed the first movie of this trilogy, The Force Awakens, uh, he's coming back to this film. He's returning director after The Last Jedi. Uh, this was supposed to be originally directed by Colin Trevorrow, who you'll know who directed Jurassic World. Um, and now he's coming back to finish the trilogy after Colin Trevorrow was, I guess, left the project for Creative Differences. Um, Shay, what, what are your how are your takes going on right now?
1: My one word is it's forgettable. Right, um, and the reason why is so we have that, disappointed,
0: yeah. we have forgettable,
1: and it was it, it was literally fan service to the highest degree, and at that point you sacrifice good storytelling, you try to throw in as many uh, winks and nods and callbacks previ- and callbacks to previous films where it doesn't even make sense, like um, there are no. Stakes in the film. No matter what happens, uh, everything's going to be solved due to either a MacGuffin or due to, and a MacGuffin is a is is a non-arbitrary, not even tangible sometimes thing that they're
0: just. It's something
1: that they have to get because they need to get this in this movie to solve the problems. And uh, on top of that, you're looking at this film and there's there's so much happening in it. Yet at the same time, nothing at all. It is such a bizarre movie.
0: It's a very it's such a big movie. And I and I mean that in the aspect of there's so much locations. I don't think I don't think we've ever had a movie in a Star Wars film where we've been to so many different locations and in, in such a short span of time. I think the first hour of this movie is just pedal to the metal in the sense that you can't even like take a breath of what's happening. It's no. just we're flying, we're having action here, we have this going on, we have Ray training, we have Finn and Poe fighting in space, we have this going on with Kylo Ren, and it's just non-stop things happening that you you can't take a moment to kind of have a breath, and where I feel, no matter how you feel about The Last Jedi, I think that movie had a lot of times to kind of let the characters reflect and have levity and let the, the, their decisions kind of weigh on them, where this movie is just, things are happening at such a breakneck speed that you can't really establish yourself on what's what's happening you know what i mean you can't you can't get a grasp of it and it's a shame because when you look at the force awakens you know i think ray and finn and poe and kylo ren were great new characters in that movie and i and i really loved their introductions and kind of how they each kind of came to be in their film but ever since then you know finn hasn't really gotten anything to do throughout this whole trilogy um, this movie, especially, he just kind of feels like anytime you see him, he's reacting to somebody being taken. Like he's mm-hmm. always yelling somebody's he's name. Literally in yelling, movie.
2: he yelled like twenty, thirty times. Ray Poe, like like no. Oh, no like ah
1: yes he, He's always feels like he's reacting to something, that or or his his use of moving the plot forward was so silly. Like he was like, hey, what's that over there? And he's just like he knew what it was, or what it is, or what it could be, right? Without anything knowledgeable, like he was like. I think what we're looking for is over there. It's like, how do you know that? It's like I have a feeling. Yeah. What the hell? Like, yeah. Um. And what, it, where did that
3: come from?
0: And I feel like this movie is such a pendulum swing to the other side, where, like, I think fan service is is hit or miss. And I think we've spoken about this a lot of how you know some fan service is good. And I think when you look at something like Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame, they balance that fan service while also telling a story with like gravitas towards it and having stakes and feelings and everything regardless how you feel about the mcu where when you're coming to this movie i, I literally there wasn't anything in this movie that felt original mm-hmm. and like literally everything was callbacks and like retreading the ground that we saw in like return of the jedi or yeah. a new hope and like lando was in this movie and lando's purpose in this movie is just kind of being lando for a few minutes yeah. you know what i mean like you don't no
2: reason even the even the planet they find lando on yeah i thought it was tattooing it's not tattooing it's, it's just like, no it's just a random planet it's, it's just coachella that's it it's, it's <laughs> like literally coachella the desert and you're thinking okay this is i thought it was tattooing because it just reminded me of Tatooine. yeah because it was like a, a sand planet right like you couldn't you couldn't think of another planet to go to other than like another desert planet
0: right and, just, and, and and that's that's one of the things with with, with star wars i think just in general is like they'll always kind of create a planet to go to, to visit if they need to. And like within that movie, like you feel that, that that you're just kind of jumping to different locations for no reason. There's a lot of different things and MacGuffins that they're trying to chase. I think there's a lot of fun in this movie though. So I know we've, we've been a bit more critical on it now. What what did you guys like about
2: this movie? It was a fun movie, right? It was like, it was, it was a lot, there was a lot of funny moments, a lot of, different characters different um interesting characters yeah from for all sure these different planets that ha- happened in the span of like two hours yeah um visually it's a beautiful film yeah very a lot of the beautiful CG shots in is this is amazing um just the opening sequence with kylo finding out where um you know where this broadcast of palpatine coming from right like it that seemed like that's where Palpatine would live. Like it, that's a scary dark place. Right. Remember when Count Dooku found Palpatine and Coruscant in in um, Attack of the Clones? This right. didn't seem like this is not where a Sith Lord would live. Right. Like where he finds him in this movie made sense. Um but yeah, beautiful film, great uh what do they call practical effects. Practical that, effects, beautiful
0: one of the best scores I think in, yeah. in this trilogy, a lot of Um, like john williams just amazing soundtrack i was listening to it earlier today and it's just absolutely a beautiful soundtrack returning themes new takes on themes as well too Mm -hmm. so really used beautifully there's a lot of beautiful shots in this movie as well too and
2: yeah there's no like there's no score there's no you know battle of Mustafar score or like uh, or dual fates Fates or or anything there's not that's that score is not found in any of the three
0: Oh, like like an iconic score, you mean? Yeah, of just like oh, like here
2: we go. I thought there would be at the end a lot of Ray's
0: theme throughout this, because obviously Ray is being such a central character throughout this trilogy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Shay, how about you? What did you like about this movie? Uh, Yeah, I thought it was very fun. Yeah, Uh, I would uh, describe it as akin to a theme park ride. Right. It was Star Tours. It was just like you put your 3D glasses on and you're just your seats moving. I I read in D Box that's what this movie would feel like. Right. but then when you come out of it, you're like, oh, man, that was just crazy. But it's that's not what the movie's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a film with like a story, and it's supposed to take you on this journey. And It, it took me, like, it's almost like they wrapped a rope around me and just dragged me by a car. right? Like, it was crazy yeah. how much was happening.
0: <clears throat> a lot was happening in this movie. And I think even just from the scroll alone, obviously we won't get into details, the title scroll at the beginning almost felt like, a movie we missed, yeah. oh, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, cause it almost feels like there should have been another movie in between these movies, and like make like it doesn't have to be a trilogy. Make that this like make the ending episode ten. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. But like, it just it just feels. I mean, I read the scroll. I'm like, oh, like where what? was that movie? Yeah. I,
1: what I want to see this movie too. It was yeah. crazy how yeah. like they were like. Oh, you guys didn't expect this, yeah? And it, like none of it makes sense. It, feel, it felt like a four-hour film shoved into a two and a half-hour movie. Yeah, it's
0: there's so much happening in this movie, and uh, again, when, once we get into spoilers, we'll we'll discuss a little bit more. But yeah, there's so much that happens in this movie.
2: One thing that I didn't feel, I didn't feel, you know, bored. No, no I was, was not no, bored like, during this movie. There either. was no lull in this film. No, not at all. It was like I would say, well edited. Uh, I I don't yeah. know if it
0: was well. It was just the well paced. You didn't have enough time to. You P- just kept watching because there was so much happening that you couldn't have a
1: moment to feel like oh I'm yeah. I'm out of this. You know Pacing's a tough one too because for me to say it's well paced would mean that like I had moments where I could breathe. I didn't have moments to breathe. I had it was just non-stop just. Peddled. It was like the opening sequence of the film where they're light speed jumping. Right, is literally a metaphor of how this movie is. This movie is just light speed. It's just going. It's just nonstop. non-stop.
0: Um, Ralph wrote into the show and he said, "Entertaining, but too many rushed plot holes. Completely ignores the previous movie and negates the whole premise and main arc of episodes one to six. Mm-hmm. Um I would I would agree with that too. Like in, in a lot of aspects for this movie. Yeah, you know, this movie does not feel like a sequel to. The Last Jedi, and it doesn't feel like a sequel to The Force Awakens either. It's this kind of weird mix of service y callbacks mm-hmm. that there's a lot of st- Star Wars you recognize in this, but there's also a lot of just not really knowing what we're doing. It just kind of feels like there's nothing closing about this movie. You know what I mean? Like, think, yeah. I think one of the biggest things with Palpatine returning uh, as we know from the trailer, it's not a spoiler. Palpatine returns. Sp- yeah. um, it just kind of just feels unnecessary. Like, yeah. he didn't, he never felt like he was
1: necessary to this movie existing. You know what I mean? George Lucas has always said that Palpatine died. Right. He's always said Palpatine's dead. So, for them to bring him back in this movie, it was so shoehorned and it had no place that you're like, what the he- like, Why is he here? Yeah. Like develop Snoke further if you want to, but I mean, yeah, he's now dead in the Last Jedi, so right. yeah, it was just it was as if I almost want to say this movie was written by like a twelve year old, yeah. Like they was just they didn't know where to go, so they were like, oh, what would be cool here, right? Not, like what would be actually what would actually make sense? What makes yeah. sense, right? Hundred percent. And
0: I think again, regardless of what you thought of the Last Jedi, I think what that movie does well, was, like from having those moments where characters kind of breathe and develop is that it at least moved characters in different directions and i wish that this movie rather than just kind of forget everything that came before i at least wish it maybe doubled down a bit more and at least gave them a fitting ending to their story because this just feels like when you pick up with these characters that they're just they're whatever they needed to be in this movie you know what i mean like finn finn is using this movie to advance the plot in a lot of ways with like Shay said he has a feeling he's this like poe is mostly in it like poe like has like his whole other backstory that we kind of find out in this movie they never feel crucial they feel crucial to the story because of the story dictates it it does they don't feel like like their own individual characters you know what i mean they don't feel developed yeah they don't feel developed at all um did you guys want to jump with the spoilers now do you think it's safe to go Let's into the Let's go lightspeed jumping into it. Let's go lightspeed jumping light into speed it. Let's into the spoiler. All right. So this is your spoiler warning. Spoiler.
1: <laughs> Stop the video right now.
0: Stop the video right now. This is your spoiler warning. We are going full on from here. We're lightspeed jumping into these spoilers. We're
1: say whatever the hell comes into our brains.
0: Uh, spoilers starting
2: now. now.
1: Palpatine dies at the end. Of-
2: <laughs> <laughs> he dies very Indiana Jonesy. Very Indiana Jonesy. I was
1: not <laughs> expecting that. I,
0: like, I almost, like, was, like, happy to see that because it was, like, face-melting and it, like, was terrifying and it left no... No way for him to come back. No way for him to come back. Now, unless yeah. somehow the liquid juice of Palpatine is collected by somebody like, and brought back. I would be
2: surprised if his, his, like, aura lives on in yeah. some sort of... <laughs> like, if he can live after being thrown off a... I don't know how deep that right. whole thing was, but...
1: But he but the planet also blew up. So he fell down and then it blew up. So yeah. he survived all of that.
0: Um so the big twist <laughs> in this movie or the big reveal is that Palpatine is Ray's grandfather. So That sounds like a joke, by the way. Wait, it does. Yes, yeah. So it's and all those times that we were trying to find out who are Rey's parents, what we should have been asking who are her grandparents? Yeah, we you know we what messed mean? up. Because it just it just feels like it just feels so so bizarre like trying to try connect her that way I like i
2: just i just can't see palpatine Vulcan. having this. <laughs> just, just just slamming tail you know yeah, like I, just, I just can't see that happening. sith on sith wait. action you know yeah. so they're writing this and and they're like yeah let's make ray palpatine's granddaughter
1: i bet it started off with just don't i wait wh- i bet it started off by them saying let's make ray palpatine's daughter and then they're like "Wait, wait! wait hold, on, hold on no. he's too old granddaughter yeah write that that's, down write that down write that down write that
0: down um yeah it's it was an interesting reveal and also just one that didn't feel necessary because like again in last Jedi we learned that she comes from nobody and i kind of liked that setup because there was this yeah. whole thing of the force awakens of who is this character who she related to and like this is Star yeah. Wars. This is millions and millions of planets. W- Not everybody needs to know each other. It would have made more related. sense
2: if she was just born out of midi midi-chlorians. You know, midi- like midi Yeah. You know, or freaking Obi Wan's daughter, but Palpatine's gr- or granddaughter. Granddaughter. Like I just, it was so stupid. Or I just don't get it, man. It
1: you like, think he sent her Christmas? Cards? But then you
2: have like a, now you have a generational gap of okay, so Palpatine had kids. Or had a kid. Right. So that kid doesn't have any force in them? I guess not. He doesn't grow him to be <laughs> evil?
0: What? It's, and it's one of those things. He was like, so like, did this kid just be like, nah, F you, dad, I'm going my own way. And then Palpatine killed him, but it's like, how, why Why did he have to not? Yeah, why weren't like, his kids evil? You know? like It, it didn't it just,
2: make sense, but like, Ray showed because he saw Ray as yeah. the, he had the vision of Ray being uh, and then it's such a cop out it's like what the no this I, is so stupid I
0: saw a tweet earlier that said like the perfect analogy of this movie is them going deep like them diving to the Death Star is the perfect analogy for this movie like to find things is like literally what this movie does is tries to take so much from like
1: scavenge from other movies to bring into this movie. It's just really stupid. Like (laughs) like, (laughs) like, it's just really dumb. Like I I don't know how you can defend him being his granddaughter as, as, as a plausible thing. It literally sounds like someone trying to make up Like it, it it, like as if like like, a fanfiction. Like you know, like your teacher asks you, like, "Oh, where's your homework?" And you're like, "Oh, I don't know where it is. Oh, my dog ate it. No, 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 your dog didn't eat it. What actually happened to your homework? Oh, um, well, you see, uh, my dad, he's uh, the emperor, even though he died. Like, (laughs) it made zero fucking sense. Yeah, it's just the movie was so. Before this movie came out, we all sat down at a table and joked about what could possibly happen. And all of our jokes came true. That's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's it's funny because like, there's a lot of moments in this movie. I'm like, wow, that was a beautiful shot. That was a really fun sequence. Or like, oh, that was a really fun character moment. But this what this movie establishes and what we were alluring, alluring to uh, earlier with the Mandalorian episode is that we see Baby Yoda mm-hmm. force heal somebody, which is a power that I guess... The light side of the force has right the light side has the ability to heal where the dark side has the ability to i guess take the life force yeah right so we see baby yoda do that and then literally it's strange because the episode of the mandalorian came out earlier this week so it almost felt like they were trying to get the idea of force healing in people's heads first because we see it a lot in this movie Mm -hmm. we literally see ray heal like a snake and then we see her heal kylo and it's one of the things that bothers me in this movie because once you establish that somebody could be healed, you take away a lot of stakes from that. Yeah. So like, Chewbacca appears to be have blown up in a ship, and then
2: no, Chewbacca's alive still. But they did not see the other ship leave. I do not right. get it. Like, and what, then they just C-3PO get
0: gets his mind wiped. Yeah. Twenty minutes later, his mind's restored. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know. Ray stabs Kylo with his own lightsaber, and then heals him. And, and then heals then him. Appears to be dying, and then
1: heals him. And then, when at the very end, when uh, Ray dies, and then Kylo heals her, and then they woke, wake up, and then Kylo dies. I'm like,
2: wait, wait, how did he just he fucking vanish?
0: He just he just he just pieced out there. He's like Odin in uh, Ragnarok. He's like, all right, see you so
2: All that, all that death and destruction that he did and all that killing that he did just to get to what he wanted he was redeemed by giving himself up for ray and that's how they kissed and they kissed the kiss
0: did not feel earned to me at all because like i never saw these two as like not even darth vader disappeared no yeah he was burned He was burned. burned yeah
1: Yeah, he was uh, cremated at the end. Sorry, yeah.
0: Um, But yeah, it's it's interesting because that kiss didn't really feel earned to me. Qui-Gon didn't disappear. Um, Yeah, he was cut. I just (laughs) wish that, like, I would have. I think, like, an embrace would have made more sense because, like, they've overcome that. But also. There must have been, like, this. From the last hour of the movie, Kylo says nothing. It's just him. He says, ow, when he slams into something when he's jumping. Um, I really liked his. Like, it's funny. Once, I guess, Leia gives herself up, like, she somehow.
1: Leia vanishes. He yeah.
0: Vanishes into the Force as a as a final way of turning him back to the light, which he does. And it's funny how like what I really liked what they did is that Kylo immediately looks less intimidating throughout mm-hmm. the rest of the movie. I guess because he doesn't have a scowl and stuff, but like he doesn't look evil yeah, yeah. anymore, right? So I'm like, oh wow, they did. He like or just a shout out to his acting because he just he looked a lot more innocent, right? But we have that moment where once Leia gives herself up and she pieces out and then we see Han solo talk to uh, him as well too which was a corny moment it was it was a sweet moment but it was also interesting where it's like that was a memory of Kylo I guess he was projecting but like it's it's left very ambiguous what really happens because I know we're limited what we could do with Carrie Fisher because all of her scenes were from deleted scenes, right? You could tell. What you, you could tell. yeah, you, you could, could tell. Feel it. It's like because they're was... not re- their responses to what you like what they like were getting from responses. They were just very
1: vague. Yeah, yeah. right. You never said anything specific in the film. Like all of her shots were reactions. So I was like, wait, what do you mean? Or ah, okay. Or they'll be right back. And I'm yeah, like, oh, like <laughs> it's like a
2: robotic. Like, yeah. yeah, like And, and I and yeah. I get it. Yeah.
0: You're, you're limited in what you could do, but. It just, I just wish it was a little bit clearer to what she was doing because she just looks like she, she's like, this is my one last chance to change him. And it's and all then, dark
1: because, you know, it's not her. Yeah.
0: And then she kind of lies down and just fades away. And then Kylo
1: changes. Her death was very akin to, uh, Marion Cotard's. In, oh, in uh, Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gone. But like her, like in this one, like her hand just goes like, uh oh yeah <laughs> that's it and i'm like oh it felt yeah. like yeah okay. uh, again it zoomed into her hand
2: and yeah then it, yeah
0: yeah and again i gotta give him the benefit of the doubt for that because obviously carrie fisher passed away and yeah there, it's there was tough. there was not much they could have done i just wish that the the redemption of kylo felt a little more i almost wish that it was something that he did to warrant mm-hmm. a change back not something, like not yeah. like a force thing of his mom to turn him back there's also because that's very unclear what kind of happened there
2: darth right. vader still plays a huge part of this movie yeah but yeah he's not part of this movie you know what i'm saying no like it's like he's there's the mask he spends you know so much time with that mask they they go to the death star and she places the that the 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 dagger and has like this ruler and it comes out and it looks yeah. like darth vader's it was like the, that's from the
0: goonies they did that right that, I, th- I think so. I think it's the Goonies where they have the thing that they hold it up and line it up with, the, and it's uh, like
2: literally Darth Vader's helmet. And it's yeah, it's just like so. Darth Vader is such a pivotal part of this arc. He does. He, there's no. There's nothing that ends it. You know, like there's no. It's still Palpatine is the Emperor. Right. I don't know. I, I just feel strange that a force ghost can come back at any point. Right and connect with, the, you know, the living. Right. And fucking Darth Vader can't show up as a fourth, or like Anakin, or Anakin can't yeah. and say, what, what are you doing? Yeah, because
0: like, you you hear them. Like, yeah. there's there's that moment towards the end of the movie where Ray's finishing off Palpatine for the last time, and you hear literally all the Jedi that we've pretty much ever known throughout, even the animated shows. Mm-hmm. You hear Anakin, you hear Mace Windu, you hear Qui-Gon Jinn, you hear... Um, leia you hear luke yoda, yoda yeah uh you hear all, like ahsoka from like clone wars and you hear like Kaden from rebels like you hear all these characters i'm like oh my god are they about to show up right now are they is this about to be like a a ghost party right now and it was just it ended up just being their voices which okay but like when you when you establish that these characters can appear
2: would that be too too much fan service at you know that what point. i
0: mean but like you you're already going the
1: mile of hearing them man yeah. once we saw the ewoks i was like shit yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really like had to go and like get every, like they didn't no stone was unturned yeah. for no rock was unturned for them mm-hmm. to find fans was, like every single thing I, i'm i'm sure at one point there was even like a christmas special um <laughs> nod like for all we know everything was in this film and it was so overwhelming that you're like I didn't ask for this much fan service. There are movies yeah. that do really good fan service, like Daniel was saying with Avengers, where all you need is a little wink and a nudge. In yeah. this movie, they were like, it was a vomit. Like, they threw a bucket of fan service yeah. into it, and then they were like, can you make a plot out of this? Yeah. No, we can't, but let's just do it. Let's try. Even
2: um, the idea of Ray not using... Like I said, she used her gun so so many times. Like, she's, yeah. like, you're a Jedi. Use yeah. your saber. Right. Like that's That's your tool you don't shoot right like you've been training you have an amount of power that i've never seen in a jedi before why are you not like yeah, They're super powerful, super powerful, yeah. super powerful. Um, that whole like sequence with the ship and she's like literally she's trying to down. grab it. Yeah. What? Like those
0: are super powerful. It almost feels like like a video game type yeah. like power. Like she's like she was on she's on God mode.
2: She's too OP for yeah. for like, the final. I'm boss, shooting you, know? you now. Like, yeah. dude, you can just force push them like, and yeah. use yeah. the force. Like, and,
0: and that's I think that's one of the things that like when JJ kind of established her, it's like she's she's great with the force. She's a great pilot. Like she could do so many great things. We we're just like they're just they. It almost felt like they were trying to make her a Skywalker from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say, really great uh, flashback sequence that we got. Oh my god! Where you see Luke and Leia training when they're younger. Very cool. Really, really cool like, sequence. Where's you that see- movie? Uh, Forty years ago, man. <laughs> Let's make it. Let's uh, make it happen. In CG the characters. Um, really cool moments, and you kind of learn that Leia was trained to be a Jedi before she kind of gave that up. Um, and by the end of this movie this movie ends obviously with Ray destroying Palpatine. And we spoke about the kiss with Kylo Ren and him peacing out. Um, and then it kind of ends very much in the vein of return of the Jedi Mm -hmm. where they're all kind of celebrating and hugging each other. And I will say, I really loved all the moments of the trio working together. I loved seeing Poe, Finn and Ray together because you never got to see them together throughout this whole trilogy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Poe only met Ray at the end of the last Jedi. So like seeing them work together, it was really fun because I think they worked off each other really well. Um, and it kind of makes it bums me out that I'm like, oh, damn, Like this is the ending of their movies now. And I never really got to see them but, have those adventures together proper.
1: But they also never you know? really seemed like friends. Like they were always just bickering and like yelling right. and like moving on from place mm-hmm. to place. Whereas what you'll notice in the original trilogies and even in the ones... Look at um, Anakin and Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan? They had such good... Uh, like, like, you ki- like, they had a kinship with the one another. They were friends. Yeah,
0: and even more so, like, when you watch, like, Clone Wars, you're yeah. like, damn, like, these guys, like... And once you watch Clone Wars and then you watch, like, the ending of, like, Revenge of the Sith, yeah. it's heartbreaking when yeah. you see, like, the relationship that they have, right? But
1: these guys, like, I mean, I I... Mark my words, these will not be memorable characters in the years to come. <sighs> mm-hmm. I think for,
0: like you see a lot of like for kids right now, like this is the star Wars that they're being yeah. introduced to. But I mean, like just for like long lasting characters, I'm curious in 20 years from now, is there going to be another passing of the torch type movie that they do? Because you know, revenge of the Sith was supposed to be the last hours movie and return of the Jedi was supposed to be the last one. And I think the door is open because all of our main protagonists made it to the end. So not soon, but I don't think the doors closed forever on, them returning right you know
2: um yeah. i don't think they should have made like i said it to you guys i don't think they should have made seven eight nine seven eight nine no, there's no need for that i don't think they should have made it without george because that was his vision like that was his story so if he wasn't part of it and i know you sold the rights to it right don't make it make a completely different star wars film because these three films feel so disconnected from the last six films even though you know phantom menace they were in attack of the clones and revenge of the sith they weren't the best Star Wars films—they right. had a cohesiveness with throughout episodes the uh, four, yeah. five, six. Right, yeah. like it makes like you watch that, it makes sense. You watch these three movies after Return of the Jedi, there so much.
0: And it's funny because like I think in just visuals, they look yeah, more they look, similar to the original trilogy in sense of like because they're continuing after and it's more practical effects and things like that. Yeah. But just even just the way the stories are being told, the stories are so. There, it's, there's such a modernness to the movies that it almost feels it feels a lot more disconnected and you know this movie ends with Ray returning to Tatooine with oh, the, with both lightsabers which I thought was a cool like obviously I had a I just felt like the movie was going to end there because it's going to end where it begins right mm-hmm. with her with binary the, the two sons binary sunset the, the music swelling and everything like that and I thought it's one of those things it's to sell me this pen ending that Shay and I always talk about where it's like know when to cut to black yeah and this movie literally ends with this random person when like Ray's random act. literally
2: Ray, the in the middle of the desert is just one person Ray walking visits, by. Ray visits.
0: Ray visits Luke's house. Um, Uncle Owen
1: still <laughs> charred up, still charred and smoking. <laughs> uh,
0: she she buries Luke and Leia's lightsaber. Yeah. Um, in the ground, we see that she has her own yellow lightsaber now, which is like oh with finally the, the she, fucking light switch on it. Yeah, she has her own lightsaber now, which is great. Um. And she basically buries Luke and Leia's lightsaber, looks out to the sun, and then a, a random person comes by and says, hey, who are you? <laughs> and I thought it would have been such a great ending for just to kind of look, pause for a second, and smile. And she did that, and then she said, I'm Rey Skywalker. And then it ends yeah, with, it like... Cuts. It cuts with, like, the, the sunset and everything behind her, and then it ends. And I, I just, like... It just, it just feels, again, like, it goes so against what... Was established of anybody could be anybody could be the hero, right? Anybody no, could be a savior, but then it kind of ends with her taking on. It's kind of implied already that she's taking on that Skywalker name, right? With her being there and her kind of paying tribute and everything, but mm-hmm. for her to actually say it out loud, that's that's what kind of felt like such like a, a hollow ending to me because it didn't feel. Like, if she just smiled, she knows who she is. She doesn't have to tell somebody who she is, right? Yeah. Well, then the
2: gr- it, you, then right. It, there's no rise, right? No. Yeah. With there all the grief no I've
1: given Last Jedi, Last Jedi is a much better movie than, than this. I agree, yeah. Because at least, even if it was going down paths that I didn't agree with, those paths were still more interesting yeah. than what we got with The For Rise sure. of Skywalker. The last shot in rise of, uh, Last Jedi with the kid and, like, you can tell he has a force that was cool. That was letting us know that yes, anyone can, or like, you don't have to be special. There's a like, promise for the future. There's a promise you know? you that there, there are others that can be out there. But right. no, again, it's six degrees of separation. Always. Only like 12 people in this galaxy can have it. Right. It feels like.
0: And, then, and, and like, the fact that like, um, like we got a, we got a cool moment with Rey returning, I guess, to the island from The Last Jedi that we saw and seeing Luke and she kind of throws her lightsaber now and Luke is, catches it and he's like, hey, this is, don't hey, treat it this way. Doing? Um, And like, Kind of sends her, raises his X wing. He gives
1: her a red
2: five, you know. You know, and, and then just,
0: I'm like, how is that thing still? Alive? It's been in the water yeah. for so long. How's he able
2: to catch a lightsaber? You know, yeah. It's so like, if he can catch a lightsaber, he can wield the lightsaber. Yeah, like, yeah. So, so stu- it's there's, there's there's so what, many what, like what's little the purpose of the Force ghost.
0: And and this is the thing of this is one of the uh, oh sorry at the ending as well too on Tatooine you see. Luke and Leia kind of smiling from afar, yes. and I'm like, "Where's Kylo? Why wasn't he part of the Skywalker why reunion? It, where's, why?
2: where's Han? You, you know, like, like,
0: well, Han didn't have the Force. I get why. Yeah, but but Kylo should have been there. Kylo should have been there. we like, hey, remember when we kissed? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I gave you my life. Ah, uh,
2: um, yeah. You, no, was but, there like some sort of like love, like sexual? I never felt it. No, I I, 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 never I felt only. Felt... I guess maybe there was like, all the aggression. <laughs> but like, like obviously
0: they they were connected through the Force. Which I thought was cool. and Then you see them kind of fight together against Palpatine, and he's like a talks about how that we haven't seen this for whatever that yeah. they've been so connected, which was cool. Um, but then it just kind of like he pieces out, and I really like Kylo Ren as a character, and yeah, it just I just feel like this is a movie that really fun moments, but the more you think about it, the more it starts to unravel. Yeah, you know, kind of I mean?
2: feels like a cop out.
0: Yeah, it didn't feel like a like an ending. It yeah. just felt like another movie and then we're still have some type of thing we're building towards. And again, I hate to keep comparing it to Avengers, but end game felt like a, a definitive ending mm-hmm. where this just kind of felt like it
2: ended. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's, there's so much, there's so much, like it really says a lot about having the same director and the same writer and, a producer and a the producer taking your time and producer with a vision and taking your time to make these films happen rather than we got the rights. Let's start shooting out everything we possibly can within a five year span. I was, I think if they took five years, right? It's been five years. When you
0: look at uh, the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, they all had three years in between them. And I think this series would have benefited so much more having three years in between each movie, because when you have a two year schedule, by the time Colin Trevorrow left, it's like they had to start shooting yesterday You know what I mean? So it's like you don't have enough time to appropriately react without going in like pre-production and then writing the thing. So like you're telling me within a span of like two and a half years, they wrote this, went into pre-production on it and then had to do post-production on it, which takes a year on its own. It just it's 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 hard to balance that. And I think if there's a three year gap, I think there would have been a lot less uh, fatigue with this franchise. And that's why I'm really excited to see Kevin Feige come in and produce a movie, see what he's going to do. Cause yeah. I think he'll have the foresight to
1: plan. All right. All right. So what do we give it? Mm. Whoo.
0: Um, on our scale, of course, we don't give a number rating. We do give, uh, recommendation, a- recommendations. watch it, real gem being our highest uh, stream. it. skip it. <sighs> you know, Regardless of what we tell you, you're going to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. Uh, and I think as a Star Wars, if you're a Star Wars fan, you should watch this movie because there's a lot to enjoy. Even though it sounds like we are being very critical on it, there is a lot of fun moments of it, and you're going mm-hmm. to enjoy yourself. And the spectacle alone is worth the admission of watching this. But if you're a Star Wars fan, or if you're not, if you're just someone who's curious, I think you're safe to skate. Watch it at home once yeah. it comes to Disney Stream Plus. It. You know what I mean. Stream it. Yeah. Stream it.
2: Uh, my review, same. Watch it if you're a fan. You probably won't like it. Stream it.
0: It's interesting because it's. I feel it's very devi- devi- divisive right now already. It's, you know. You
2: know, for those who are who say I love this film, they they don't like they don't love Star Wars. I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna. I, I'm, that's my hot take. That's you don't. That's, that's your hot you take. Don't okay? care about, <laughs> you don't care about Star Wars. You just care about. You, you as a viewer watching what's happening, it's not you don't care about the overall story.
0: I, I've, I've seen a lot of people who hated Last Jedi love this. A lot of people who love Last Jedi are meh on this. It's it's going to be very interesting to see where the conversation goes with this and where the next year of discussions is going to go. Because I feel like we just ended Last Jedi conversations and now that we have this in the mix, it's going to be a very few interesting you know, weeks on even, the internet
2: even though i kn- i didn't like last jedi right. but like at least it had like some sort of yeah you respect what it was trying it to do right created controversy because yes there were certain parts of it that you just didn't agree with they went down different paths but it right it didn't it wasn't stupid writing where it was like yeah they don't you know palpatine's friggin' raise grandfather oh, is, right you know like stupid shit like that it is uh,
1: literally a fuck you The Last Jedi Um,
2: Yeah, Nate wrote in and he said Star Wars The
0: Rise of Skywalker still processing Elan and I ultimately enjoyed it I do however feel like J.J. did what he wanted to do if he had two movies and one movie and the pacing and uh, exploratory narrative decisions suffer because of how disconnected this feels from uh, the 8th episode which we said Um, one last thing I know we won't get into it too much here, but Ryan Johnson responded to somebody today on Twitter. I saw
3: that.
0: Um, and he's not really one too much to comment on the last Jedi anymore, but, um, he wrote to somebody, he responded to somebody on Twitter saying, um, about how all the ways the last Jedi was wrong. And he said, I understand that point of view, but I completely disagree with it. in fact, I think it disrespects the character of Luke by treating him not as a true mythic hero, overcoming reoccurring wounds and flaws, but as a video game character who has achieved a binary permanent power up. And they're basically the person who has a, a long list of moments in the movie where he's just kind of shitting on what how Luke was treated.
1: Here, and, here's what I have to say about yeah. that. Yeah. If you're going on Twitter, yeah. Facebook, or Reddit, and you're bashing these movies and you're calling out the creators, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you.
0: There's no. I think unique, you're useless. are yeah.
1: absolutely useless. You're not. You're not doing anything. Like I've I've gone on Twitter and I've clicked on people's profiles and they're like "Hate hey, the Last Jedi" as their bio. It's like good. Good for you, I uh, guess. the what, how just, their bio? Just yeah. for you to Crazy. know,
0: the account that tweeted this is called not Ryan's Luke. <laughs> yeah, like fuck that guy. That's that. That's his accounts. That that's his account name, and he literally was been tweeting like this giant essay of things of how just Luke was treated badly, shit. like there's no need for that no. be critical i love being critical but don't be cynical don't
2: be negative just but man that was like four that was two years ago three years ago. you know he what did, i mean they don't owe you anything no yeah. just
0: be be critical be curious and be like voice your opinions but don't there's no need to get aggressive and like spit vile and mm. like no. there's no need for that get the fuck out of here you know it's not what it's not it's not what we're all about It's
1: not what the force is about <laughs> it's all about balance
2: yeah but we we, we do like like cool Luke, right?
0: Yeah, cool, like, Luke, cool, like cool like, Luke. Luke cool. Fuck
1: yeah!
2: Yeah, cool we want Luke, Luke to yeah. like. You know. I love
0: Luke, but it's also like we're we're limited on him being older now, right? On what you could really do with him.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, what? It, why? Like, why couldn't they just make a story without Mark Hamill as Luke? What would they do? Like, uh, like just cast somebody someone else, else as Luke? to play Luke, and just continue that story. But, but also that
0: was. But George what? Lucas's idea, too, of him handing down the mantle of the, the lightsaber, right? And that was his plans already from the 80s. So Correct, yeah. People would have like, been
1: more upset about not having Mark Hamill than having Mark Hamill.
2: You know? But he could have been like a James Bond. Like, you are gonna, like, you yeah, know... Pass him off? Pass him it's off. possible. We'll never, I mean... We'll like, never know now. We'll
0: have Uh, well, we'll know in comics and in shows and spin-offs and everything yeah. like that, but it's interesting to see where Star Wars is gonna go. Obviously, we know there's gonna be a break for the next few years on the movie side. Um i will i feel like in 2020 we'll hear what movie plans are for them And kevin Feige's doing something so i wonder if he's going to step up and take over lucasfilm as well too who knows what's going to happen 2020 you, is going to be
2: crazy so Kath, let's give kathleen kennedy a uh a rating like a review
1: no, man. <laughs> she, she owns too much i love you kathleen <laughs> kathleen hey. we love you kathleen don't don't hurt us
0: um but <laughs> she, do you guys have unlimited power she does is she she's she's the like, one with it jj um, abrams <laughs> Review. jj i i love jj like i I, I, JJ. I think j jj is a good director it's just there's so much in this movie that's just he had a big
1: task upon him yeah and he yeah he messed up it's okay <laughs> it's, no, it's, no big deal. it's okay it happens yeah, you, um, you
0: can't always be like hitting it no um do you guys have any final before we send off on our final episode of the year Mm. Is there anything that you want to say, even if it's not Star Wars related, is there any final words you want to leave the fans with I just this want to year? S-
2: thank the fans for listening. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to our podcast. We you know, this is our first year doing it, and you know, you you empower us to like do it every single week. And you give us those those views and those comments and those those likes. Lessons, yeah. Um I'm really grateful for you guys for listening and hopefully we can gain more listeners in the new year. For sure. Yeah.
1: Shay? Um, yeah. Huge thank you to everyone that's listened. Everyone that's also contributed to the conversation, um, who's stuck around for sometimes as controversial as we can get or as um, simple as we can get as well. And I, and I really appreciate everyone's opinions on our, on our episodes. Overall, uh, our first year is now done, pretty much. We started in February, March. And, you know, as we go to 2020, I can only expect bigger and better things for us. But again, it's... Due to everyone that's listening to us that we have this platform to talk so thank you
0: um i'm exactly with uh my fellow co-hosts here this is our first year doing this and uh sometimes it could feel like it's just the three of us in this room talking and you never know who's listening on the other end so i'm so thankful to everyone who's listening i'm thankful to you guys obviously as well too because i think over this last 40 episodes that we've done so far this year uh we've covered a lot of ground and um yeah it's funny i'm just thinking about it now i'm like when i was thinking about news this week we didn't even talk about cineplex being bought oh no. yeah you know didn't. like because there's it's still not official yet so i guess until it's official we'll we'll discuss we'll that in the, the new, new year. year you know oh. we'll start the new year for that that's the that's, bell that's the new year's bell coming year bell. in um, i just cracked my phone <laughs> <laughs> uh no we're so thankful for everybody who listens and is part of the show and writes in every week just like shane anthony said um leave us a comment if you've watched last. Uh, sorry the rise of skywalker what your review is we obviously coming back in the new year we're going to have so much more discussion surrounding this movie so yeah. as we go into 2020 we'll definitely be continuing that conversation and covering another i think a huge year in movies that's coming up this year so definitely um we're so happy to be on the journey with you guys and for everything that you've done for us and do and still to come we thank you for that that was this time with the movie podcasts and happy new year Happy New Year, Merry
2: Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, everyone, and we'll see you next time.